Hello and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 77, Eat a Variety of Foods from All Food Groups. Hello, I am your host, Shelly Rael. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and the founder of Real World Nutrition. As I've been going with the last several episodes in this month of March, as these episodes are dropping, March is National Nutrition Month, and this is the annual campaign around nutrition that was created by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the professional association to which I belong as a registered dietitian nutritionist. And each year as part of this campaign and for the 11 other 11 months out of the year, we are here to help consumers make informed food choices and develop healthy eating and physical activity habits. As I've said so far this month with all the National Nutrition Month episodes, this year's theme for 2023 is Fuel for the Future. And it highlights the importance of fueling our bodies at every age, and it varies based on age, stage of the life cycle, and many factors, as well as eating with the environment in mind. So today, continuing with the National Nutrition Month theme, today's topic is eat a variety of foods from all the food groups. Now, in the past, I have addressed that foods don't always fit nicely into the food groups. I addressed that in episode 46, which I have linked in the show notes. And that is recognizing, for example, that beans go into both the protein group as well as the vegetable group. Corn, depending on how it is used and the method or what point it's used, is could be considered a vegetable, but it could also be a grain. So the food groups are pretty well categorized, but just as the two examples I gave you, and then going into episode 46 and that whole episode there, this this just not as cut and dried as it might seem. And that's okay. Food groups are grouped partly based on which nutrients they provide. So for example, fruit provides potassium, fiber, vitamin C, and folate. And that's many, many, many fruits provide those nutrients. But that doesn't mean that the other food groups don't also offer potassium, because dairy is a great source of potassium, and some vegetables are a great source of potassium. Grains, vegetables, and plant-based protein has fiber, not just fruit. And vitamin C is found in vegetables too, so not just fruit. But in general, fruits will have that package of potassium, fiber, vitamin C, and folate. It isn't perfect, so you can send me a message and tell me, something that doesn't fit nicely into that category. And that's okay, because we do acknowledge it's not a perfect scenario. Each food is unique, just like people are unique, but we do have general classifications. So the food groups are classified 
as I said, they don't have a perfect classification, but they're grouped based on their various benefits, but also have overlap. So we want to have a variety of foods from each of the food groups. And I want to clarify this. This was my second episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast, is that nutrients and food groups are two completely different things. And I did link that in the show notes today. So first thing I want to address here with regarding, or not just the first thing, but something I want to address here with eating a variety of foods from all the food groups is to include your favorite cultural foods and traditions. So I am based in the United States. So the food groups that I address here include the grains, fruits, vegetables, dairy and dairy alternatives, and the protein group. So that's from the U.S. food icon. However, countries and cultures worldwide do have similar classifications. So choosing your favorite cultural foods and traditions can include include foods from the various food groups while incorporating your unique cultural approach and acknowledging that culture is not just different countries, but within our own country, we have very different approaches and cultural foods. So where I'm based in the Southwest is not the same food, food traditions as it might be in Texas, for example. So even within our own country, we have, of course, different regions. Next thing is I want to remind you is to eat foods in its various forms, including fresh, frozen, canned, and dried. And I've brought this up many times in several episodes in the past, including last week's episode, episode 76, is people tend to think fresh is best when it it's not an accurate statement. Frozen fruits and vegetables are fine, and frozen versions could be more nutritious than fresh, in part because if you have a fresh fruit, you don't know, you don't always know, when that was picked and how long it may be sitting at the store in the warehouse. Even from my local farmer, I don't know how long he's had it, if he literally picked it over the weekend, or if it was a couple weeks ago and brought in from a different region from his farm. Canned fruits and vegetables, however, are canned, or I should say canned and frozen fruits and vegetables are usually canned or frozen really close to when and where they were picked or harvested. So they could be considered more nutritious than the fresh versions. And just making it clear, choose any of these options. I'm not saying any of them is bad or harmful. I'm just saying that don't skip over frozen or even canned, in part because they are budget friendly and they won't spoil. And you may be thinking, I can't believe she's recommending canned. Well, yes, Canning does require salt or sugar, but you can also rinse and drain those syrups, the added sugar, the liquid that has the sodium in it, and rinse off your vegetables and get rid of excess sodium. Now, dried beans, these are, oh my gosh, so highly economical. It's, they're ridiculously inexpensive and can last quite a while. 
And canned beans also can fit into a healthy diet. And like I just said, if you drain and rinse them, you can reduce the sodium content of it. And it'd be better to have beans, whether they're canned or not. And, and it's got, they've got great health benefits. So don't skip them because of them being canned. They can still fit into a healthy diet. And fresh fish is excellent. However, only some have access to it. As I've said, I'm in the Southwest. Do you know how easy it is to get fresh fish here? It, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't usually happen. So whenever I'm in the coast, I'm getting fish, fresh fish. However, frozen fish works. Otherwise, I'd never have it. But canned fish is also pretty darn healthy too. So canned salmon, canned tuna, even sardines really can be added to have a variety of foods from all the food groups. So this is when I say, don't overlook the aisles of the grocery store. Don't overlook the freezer section for various foods. Now, next up, I want to say avoid fad diets that promote unnecessary restrictions. So it is not uncommon for various fad diets for as long as I've been a dietitian and even further back where they recommend eliminating at least one food group and often more. So eliminating grains, oh my gosh, especially whole grains. Whole grains can provide many nutrients, including many B vitamins, iron, magnesium, and selenium. So if we eliminated grains, as a lot of fad diets tend to do, there can be a lot of nutrients that could be missing or lost or not obtained in adequate amounts when grains are eliminated. Eliminating dairy would eliminate an excellent source of vitamins A, D, and B12, along with a natural source of calcium, phosphorus, and protein. So many people only think of dairy foods as being a source of calcium when they've got the A, the D, the protein as well. And soy milk also has these nutrients, as does yogurt made from cow's milk. So I'm not saying you have to drink milk. Most people say they don't like milk, they won't drink milk, but they're so fine with eating cheese. Go figure. Eliminating fruit. Some fad diets say don't ever eat fruit. But that takes away a significant source of the previously mentioned vitamin C, fiber, and potassium. Eliminating any food group can contribute to eliminating a significant source of several nutrients. And I want to clarify, one can be vegetarian or vegan since the protein food group includes non-animal sources, not animal protein alone. So eliminating meat or eliminating animal-based foods doesn't mean somebody's eliminating the protein group. They're just eliminating segments of that particular food group. And finally, practice gratitude for your body by giving it the fuel it needs. Overly restricting and cutting calories to an extreme is not healthy. Your body needs fuel and it just cannot function properly without proper energy and adequate energy. And that energy that the human body uses comes from food. That unit of energy is calories. And people 
I've met are terrified of calories, so overly restrictive, and in an approach where they want the physical outside of their physical body to look a very specific way at the sacrifice of how their body feels and is able to function on the inside. So I tell people, stop restricting based on the idea that thin or skinny is good. Healthy is good. So keep in mind, getting adequate fuel, getting foods from the various food groups provides multiple nutrients. So eat a variety of foods from all the food groups. That's real world nutrition. You take care. Bye for now. I do want to mention that I do have my Real World Nutrition membership coming up. It's opening April 3rd. If you are interested in it, check the links in the show notes with regard to the Real World Nutrition membership site and get your name on the wait list if you're interested in being a part of the Real World Nutrition membership.